Welcome to Don't Trust the Mirror, My Secret Life with an Eating Disorder, with psychoanalyst Maureen Kritzer-Lang, the queen of self-esteem. Maureen shares her personal journey of her struggles with an eating disorder and how that changed her life. Listen as Maureen shares her pain, her stories, and her triumphs. Today, as a psychoanalyst, her mission is to help as many women as possible overcome their challenges. Now, my secret life with an eating disorder. Hi, this is Maureen Kritzer-Lang, queen of self-esteem, my secret life with an eating disorder. I'm coming to you live from the Celebrity Expedition from the heart of the beautiful Galapagos Islands. In my last podcast, I shared with you about vacations, the good, the bad, the stressful, and the fun. What I didn't talk about is the unexpected, which is what happened to me on my vacation in South America. Now, some of you may know I've been traveling through South America, through Peru. Uh, I went to Machu Picchu. And now, as I said, I'm in the Galapagos Islands. Now, I thought I was all organized for this trip, which was quite challenging in terms of packing for various weather, various adventures that I was going to be taking. My vacation took a little bit of a twist in the beginning. I didn't feel so well. I was a little bit run down because I'd been running a lot before I left, and I started just feeling like I had a cold. Now, I'm going to tell you that sometimes a cold is just a cold. And if you've done any traveling or live in our world right now, there's always a COVID scare. So we're always taking numerous COVID tests because we think our first instinct is, oh my gosh, I must have COVID. Guess what? After numerous COVID tests, I just had a cold, but I didn't feel well. I didn't have any of my regular medicines with me. So I just tried to rest the best I can. In my last podcast, I talked about the importance of finding time for yourself. Well, guess what? On this trip, there was no time for myself. It was called planes, trains, automobiles, vans, buses, hiking, up early. Um, We were just on the go nonstop. So I tried as I could to just take my Sudafed that somebody gave me, my Mucilex, and um, and just kind of tough it out. Then we were on our way to the Galapagos Islands, which we have been planning for for three years. So I was very excited about this. We got on a plane with the group that we were traveling with and everything was going along just fine. And then we get to the Galapagos Islands and guess what? They couldn't land the plane. They couldn't land the plane. So they circled around and they tried again and they couldn't land the plane again. So we weren't quite sure what was happening, the unexpected, and we flew up back in the air and we went back to the mainland, all the way back to the mainland. I don't even know exactly where that was. And we refueled and we started again. So our journey that was supposed to take a couple hours now was a six hour adventure 
to get to the Galapagos Islands in the dark. Which, by the way, hardly anybody lands here in the dark. And this hardly ever happens. So once we got here, first of all, the other thing I might say is that I had not unpacked my suitcase in about 10 days. Now, if you know me at all, I like to be kind of organized and I plan all my outfits and I try to be I'm kind of OCD about it all. But I had to throw all that out the window because there's no way you can stay in a suitcase for 10 days and stay organized. So one of the things that I really want to stress here is how do we shift out of our normal routines? Because as much as we try to keep our normal routines, guess what? Shit happens and we can't keep it. So when we got here, I was very excited to unpack. And if you've ever been on a cruise ship, there's not much space to unpack. So you have to be super creative about how you do it, which I can handle that. So we unpacked, getting ready. There was a beautiful full moon here the first night. It was absolutely amazing. I got to do my meditation on our balcony here, overlooking the beautiful landscape. All of a sudden I could take a breath and it was peaceful. And I was so excited to get suited up for snorkeling. I'd never actually worn a wetsuit before, so I was very excited. And I'm not much of a swimmer either, but nevertheless, I was going to be really brave and go snorkeling, get my hair wet, which again, if you know anything about me, I'm not one, I'm not a big swimmer and I don't like to get my hair wet, but I was ready to do that too. So get up the morning, we have breakfast, we get ready to go on our first expedition to see all kinds of like amazing wildlife. And we go on these boats that are called Zodiac boats, which are um, kind of like, like rubber rafts that we take to wherever we're going. I get on, we get off in this gorgeous island and our guide says to us, could be kind of slippery, but I think I'm in pretty good shape. I have great balance. I'm gonna be fine. Next thing I know, I fall on my butt really hard and slip on a rock and catch myself with my left hand and try to catch my fall. I'm like, I don't even know what happened, what happened. So the point of this is, is we never know what is going to happen next in our lives. As much as we plan, you just never know. So here I am in pain, in shock. My tailbone was like killing me and my arm, I didn't even know what happened. Now, thank goodness our guide was very experienced. He came up to me, he had me move my fingers a little bit and sort of move around. But it was, it was, I was in quite a bit of agony, but I was like, I'm gonna be a trooper and I'm just gonna continue on. And also, what do they say? When you fall off a horse, you get back on. So I was just gonna like keep on trekking, you know, maybe be a little more careful, but not lose my confidence at all. We get back to the ship and, and thanks to an amazing medical staff, they whisked me away to the ship infirmary. And also I might say I had a huge cut on my ankle, which I didn't even know I had until somebody pointed out there was blood dripping down my ankle. And so the infirmary fixed me up. They gave me a splint for my hand and they thought that it was just sprained. Now, 
again, I have dealt with a lot of medical issues in my life, a lot of medical issues. And if you know me, you know, I've had like multiple hospitalizations, multiple surgeries for all my intestinal issues. So I'm pretty good at tolerating pain. But as the day went on, my fingers were getting swollen, my arm was hurting me, and they decided that they were gonna have to take me on an adventure to get my wrist x-rayed, and they had to take me to another ship because they didn't have the facilities here. So all of a sudden, my Galapagos trip was turning into much more of a medical adventure and much more of the unexpected than I had even imagined. I try to stay positive. I try to like make the best of it, even though how many times have you just done things with one hand? Like wash your face with one hand, like put your hair back with one hand, put earrings on with one hand, put a shirt on with one hand. So functionally it was, um, it was stressful and it was challenging. I had my own personal expedition on a Zodiac bus, on a Zodiac bus, on a Zodiac ship, I know all these planes, trains, and automobiles, on a Zodiac ship to a sister ship that was about 20 minutes away. And as I was, they helped me get on, and I'm sitting there thinking, here I am in this amazing, amazing place where I got to see lizards and sea lions and all kinds of amazing birds and penguins and sea turtles. And I have my own private Zodiac boat to a ship to go on an x-ray. So I was really trying to take it in as a very Zen moment for myself and try to stay really positive, focus on the present, and how beautiful the light was and the scenery. And it's not like I'm just driving to uh, to St. Barnabas down Shore Hills Road in, in New Jersey, which I normally would be doing. I get to the other ship. They're so super nice. I get x-rays of my wrist. Sure enough, guess what? It's broken. Luckily, I'm also traveling with a wonderful village of friends and family and my amazing husband. And luckily, a friend of ours is an orthopedic surgeon. His lovely wife is a radiologist. And so I feel so well taken care of. So when we get back to the ship, I go on one more excursion with my splint on, and I also have to wash my hair because you know, I had to plan ahead for all of these things, which I know that I would not be able to be doing once I got my cast on. So our friend Peter and his lovely wife, Joanne, put this wonderful cast on me that is goes up to my elbow, past my elbow, so I cannot move my arm. And now I'm challenged in every way. So me, who loves to have her wardrobe planned, all of a sudden, as you can see, I can't get anything on my elbow. So now I'm wearing my husband's shirts. So I'm making the best of that too. My point of this story is that, after this long-winded story, is that we never know what life is gonna bring us. We never know day to day, minute to minute, 
how our life is going to change course. The only thing constant in our life is change. How do we stay positive? You know, I talk about hope, faith, patience, prayer, and trust. I have had to use a lot of that. I have gotten wonderful, positive energy and well wishes from family and friends. And so I'm really trying to take all that in to help heal and try to make the best of this difficult situation. Thank you for listening to My Secret Life with an Eating Disorder. And thank you for coming on my adventure with me to the beautiful Galapagos Islands. Thank you for listening to Don't Trust the Mirror, My Secret Life with an Eating Disorder with psychoanalyst Maureen Kritzer-Lang, the queen of self-esteem. We hope you enjoyed it. Please visit DontTrustTheMirror.com where you'll find all our social networking links and can post your stories, comments, and questions. Until next time, remember, trust yourself. Don't trust the mirror.